Kia is striving to be seen as a car company that sells products based on quality, not just a low price. But with their latest midlife upgrade for their Kia Cerato, they have worked hard to have an entry-level vehicle that is just under the magic price point of $20,000. I spoke with their COO, Damien Meredith. He says there is a reality of the market. This segment is the largest in Australia, but the numbers are declining. And so far this year, the whole segment is down 5.3%. It's super competitive. And while the quality of the cars, then their looks and the range of features are all important, it's still strongly price-driven. Kia predicts that 60% of their sales of the new Serato will be the base model. Now, the Serato is in what I would call a small-medium class and competes with a range of some of the best known cars in Australia. The top selling Corolla, the Mazda 3, the Hyundai i30, the VW Golf and Holden Cruise and in sixth place the Kia Cerato. The Cerato is Kia's best selling model. Now motoring journalist Alan Zervis and I went on the launch of the new Cerato and he joins me on the line to discuss the vehicle. Alan thanks very much for your time. You're welcome, David. My pleasure. It's a mid-life makeover, but it's more than just a new grille and tail lights, isn't it? It is. It's, uh, they've put a new engine in it, or, or should I say they've selected a different engine from their range. They've gone from a, a multi-point, just they've gone to a multi-point engine from a direct injection. Which some would see as going down downstream a bit. Uh, I guess price is a, a driving factor. I didn't ask that of them. Um, We definitely asked the question, but I'm not quite sure I understood the answer. I would say, yes, it's price. That's not to say that it's a bad engine, 7.1 litres per 100. Uh, Same in the manual as the automatic. We'll talk about gearboxes in a little while. So it's not as if it's uh, particularly uh, bad. It's just that it seems as though it's not the most advanced technology. But again, let me say that I don't think that's a particular thing. The Koreans are strong in this market. Hyundai gives a different name to its sedan, the Elantra, and the hatchback, the i30. If you combine the two, they'd have the best-selling car in the market. And now Kia, it's sixth with the Serato. They reckon they'll take fifth place from Holden Cruise. It was 11th place not that many years ago, so it's really been doing well for Kia, hasn't it? It has. Uh, In fact, all Kia models um, have improved out of sight, in my view, and their sales reflect that they've uh, increased a few percent each year at least, and the quality certainly of their new releases is just extraordinary. The interesting point about the price, they have a manual at 19990 drive away, that's basically $20,000, and drive away I think is really the very important point. But the interesting thing for the moment and possibly well into the future, their base model automatic is also 19990 drive away. That's a big message, isn't it? It is. Well, I, I spent quite a bit of time with the, uh, the product manager or the product people, the planners, the ones that actually put the packages together and then they put it to the CEO, Mr Chow, or SH as he likes to be called. Uh, he makes a, sort of a decision on, yes, you know, we'll go with this or we'll go with that. And then the product managers liaise with Korea. So that's how we get what we get. So they have a meeting and decide that, uh, say, 20000 is this price point over which they do not want to cross for the base model. And then they try and, <clears throat> I beg your pardon, try and squeeze as much as they can into it, which is why the base model doesn't have that seven-inch um, infotainment system. 
No, in fact, the base model, as we say, is ten dollars under the twenty thousand. You have to have a white car for that. I think it's an extra five hundred dollars for any colour above that. And they do have a five hundred dollar option pack, which gives you that seven inch touchscreen. I would think, for resale values in the future, not to have the seven inch touchscreen would be crazy. It's easy just to say, "Oh, I'll add five hundred dollars," but boy, I would think that would be a value added to the vehicle. Especially as how uh, other cars have that uh, large screen all the way through their model range, like Honda Civic, the new Honda Civic, uh, which goes on the market uh, in a week or two. Uh, but I think the important thing to note is that the base model Serato in a manual, the option isn't available. It's only in the automatic. Yes, no, good point. They say that, in fact, the biggest selling fleet car in the Serato will be the next model up, the S Premium. Uh, which, uh, by the way, if you add that $500 option pack, you get reverse camera anyway. But the S Premium has basically those sorts of uh, features, 7-inch screen, satellite navigation, rear-view camera. It's interesting that the general market won't be buying that, but it's quite understandable, I think, that the fleet market will. What do you think of some of the other options that uh, certainly starts to push up the price? It does, and uh, I, I think the top price of around 32000 on the road is uh, probably a little bit pricey. Uh, I've driven the Corolla, for example. The top Corolla is, uh, from memory, around that price, maybe even a little bit more. It has the keyless door entry and start and uh, the blind spot monitoring and so forth. One thing that every, just about every auto manufacturer has said to me over the last uh, four or five years is that buyers will not pay for safety. They won't pay for safety features. So if they're not included, they won't pay for them as an option. The top of the range ones get lane departure warning, forward collision warning. It doesn't put the brakes on, I don't, as I understand it. It just says, hey, you might hit something. It's got a, a number of nice features like eight-way power driver seat adjustments. But the seats in the front for the driver is both heated and ventilated. And for the front seat passenger, it's, uh, it's heated. You get paddle shifts and Ally Sports pedals. I think you know, that doesn't mean too much for me. Dual zone climate control. Those are the sorts of things that you think might be nice. But as I say, or as you say, it pushes it up to uh, into the low 30s. And adds to the weight too, of course. Every electric motor adds however much, half a kilo or a kilo or whatever it is. But also, I, I've driven many a car with cooled seating and maybe... Even in Australia, we're just not hot enough for it, but I, I find that I, uh, I never use it very much. The other weighty thing the top-of-the-range SLI adds is a sunroof. They talk that they've done even further work on making the handling suitable for Australian conditions. Did you enjoy the drive of the vehicle? I did. Uh, I think the steering is still not perhaps quite as good as some of their other models. They're not as good as my favourite Kia, of course, which is the Sportage or the Sorento, which I think has very nice steering. I think the ride is very, very good. The um, suspension man, gear suspension man, Graham Gamble, put uh, a considerable amount of work into it, uh, and I think it's paid off. They have a whole pile of things to do with spring rates, and it makes the car 
He's not the super handling performer that perhaps the golf might be. I'm not sure that uh, the people, many people they're selling it to are going to pick such a great difference. It does have a driver involvement with, or greater driver involvement with the new drive mode select. Again, a bit of technology, which I think people might think is nice, but reality is they'll select one form of level of uh, suspension and leave it at that, won't they? All of those mode selection systems in just about all the brands zero again once you turn the car off. So you've got to then go and select whatever mode you prefer every time you start the car, and I think people won't be bothered. The manual gearbox, given that at the base model it's only available in the base model and it's the same price at the moment of the automatic at a drive-away price of 19990 do you think there could be much of a market for it? It seems manuals are pretty well on the way out. Well, Ed, that's exactly right, considering of the, the, the total number of Kias sold, only 20% of the base model are manual. Of, sorry, of the Serato sold, only 20% of the base manuals. But I think it's probably a gearbox that Australians just um, could do without altogether. You and I like it, but the average buyer doesn't. Well, I did a, a, an interview on it the other day, not the Serato, but on manuals. And I mentioned it's a little bit like vinyl records. There are those who love it and stick to it, even though it's less than convenient and may have certain sound qualities. But the reality is a number of people rang in and said, I love a manual, I always want a manual, I hate the fact that I can't buy some cars with it. Well, given that, of course, and this one has the top-of-the-range paddles, I mean, you can control the automatic gearbox selecting which gear you want if you get that uh, level. Sure. Well, you can do that with a normal uh, automatic gearbox anyway. Nearly just about all of them have some kind of manual mode, whether you have to use the paddles or in forward it's a little, the focus has a little up and down knob on the gear stick, or you can just push the gear lever in manual forward or backwards. I don't think that's the issue. I think the issue is the speed at which the gearbox changes levels, up or down, changes gears. If you have a what I call a sludgy gearbox, so one that uh, takes its time about changing, it really ruins the experience for me. I think perhaps the manual gearbox is also just that wonderful link to something mechanical, that you don't just press a button or pull a paddle to change the gear, you actually have to physically move something a reasonable distance, perhaps. That's right. Well, the only automatic, and I say automatic, but it was actually a double-clutch um, manual gearbox, the only automatic I've ever really liked was the one that was in the last uh, Mitsubishi Evo, the uh, Evo 10. That was just divine. They're a lovely car. A shame that they're not going to be making them. Uh, well, and of course, the, the uh, manual gearbox in that car was only a five-speed, so the six-speed double-clutch auto was probably preferable for that reason too. Overall, you would like to say that it fits its part of the market? I do, I do. And, uh, of course, the thing I always say about Kia's is, and it's a stroke of genius, they've got a seven-year warranty with cap price servicing and roadside assistance. It's the only one in the country that does. The only other comment I think you make is that you've also driven the just-about-to-be-launched Honda Civic. You would see that as a pretty major step, the, the value of having a brand-new model on the market? Yeah, that's the problem with having a midlife update of course is that other manufacturers will be releasing a new model in the same segment now you know you might argue well yes you know then when Kia brings out its new Serato it'll be halfway through the Civic's 
and we're just using that as an example, halfway through the Civic's life, so it will have the advantage, and so it will. But the new Civic is absolutely a peach. Alan, always great to talk to you. I do appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Thanks, David. Goodbye. And that's Alan Service, and we were talking uh, there about the new Kia Cerato, a midlife upgrade, but with uh, a number of interesting features and a very competitive price.